But I tell you, I was watching a bit of the YouTube. The YouTube. And I was thinking, while I was watching, completely, oh, my scan is done. McAfee has said that I'm virus-free. Well, that's good, considering I watched probably half the sport the last weekend when there was no football on. Illegally. There were a few illegal streams. There was a few boxing matches with Dillian White and uh, Pivetkin and the other fella. I didn't know that they actually did the national anthems before a boxing match. Uh, the main card. And I cared not for it. Uh, also, Six Nations is just gone. And uh, I know very little, very few of the people who, uh, who listen to this care about any kind of sport. But... Uh, I started to realise that, like, we need to step our fucking anthem game up. Can we change the anthem? Because, honestly, I'm I'm proud to say, like, if it's our anthem, I'll be like, ah, oh, listen, like, we're fucking great. We are great. But the anthem can do a bit of work. It's kind of dreary and it's kind of sad. And I was listening to the Scottish anthem in work. And I was saying, that's a bit of pride. That's a bit of pride. Because I tell you... I feel like R1 doesn't get the belter that it deserves because we're like, oh, we don't really want to sing the English one, but the English one is the only one we know, so we sing it anyways. Well, the Scottish one is full-on English, no secondary Scottish language, no thistle language, and they're like, oh, flare of Scotland, and they fucking bang it out. They absolutely bang it out. And then the Welsh one, the Welsh one, I don't know if it's in English, I don't know if it's in fucking Welsh, whatever language they're speaking, which is very confusing. And uh, I'm like, yeah, 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 our one's good as well. And it's fucking boring. The English spoke, and I hate to say it, the English version of our anthem is much better. It's much better. And the uh, the Irish one is like, oh, shit. And then it, then it gets a little bit hazy. Yeah. And then it starts getting a little bit higher. It's like, and there's people coming. But it's very fucking boring. And then, like, it gets around to the end where it shows us. And everybody gets fucking up and at it. And then the Irish, the English one, more like, comes around. And people are fucking loving it. I don't even remember what the fucking anthem goes like. Because I'm that in the deep right now. And, uh. I'm telling you, we were stopped by a few Gardi. We were stopped by a few Gardi on the way where we were having a few drinks. And I was thinking, like, oh, I've been stopped by the Garda when we've uh, been drinking out with a different group. Oh, sue me. But for breaking the lockdown, I know everybody is nowadays. Fuck it. And uh, they were very polite. Oh, they are very polite. And it was a nice sunny day. And people were like, oh, listen, you know, go for a few drinks. Uh... And we went out for a few drinks in unnamed locations. And the guard rolled around. We were like, ah, oh, fuck, let's pack our gear up and make sure we don't litter and stuff like that. And we'll be, you know, we'll be out of their hair. And uh, they're, they're, 
almost a little too sound if you ask me they were like oh god you can't be pouring drink out on a day like today and we're like Haha, if you're that sound then why are you making us move why are you making us move but they did and that was grand and we had no problems we moved to a second location and we were fucking loving it speaker and everything nice and we got to look at the young people run away from the guardie and when we were out there having a few drinks, I was like, ah, this is great. And I was thinking back. Don't know how this thought got in my head. I have no idea how this thought got in my head. I was thinking back to Eddie Murphy movies, if if, if uh, anybody's seen them. And I was like, oh, Jesus, Eddie Murphy made some fucking bangers in his day. He made some fucking bangers in his day. He made Coming to America. He made Trading Places. And he ran the fucking stand-up game. Now, I don't know if you've ever, <coughs> excuse me, if you heard that, but I don't know if you've ever heard of Eddie Murphy run the stand-up game, but he fucking ran that thing like Rachel Blackmore on a Henry de Bromhead horse. He was fucking giddy up the comedy game. He was loving it. And then he went to movies and then it looked so promising because he went like his, you know, his, for the time, his comedy translated so well to film. When he was in Trading Places, he was fucking brilliant. If he had never seen it, I'll give you a little synopsis about it. It's Dan Aykroyd, one of the Ghostbusters, and Eddie Murphy. And essentially, they've got two rich overlookers where Eddie Murphy's a homeless person and Dan Aykroyd is a trader. And the two rich people who's the boss of Dan Aykroyd were like, listen, we're going to, I'll bet you this amount of money to the other one. Uh, if we can get these two, Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd, to switch lives, you know, we'll give you fucking two bucks. It was like two dollars. And they do so and it leads to fucking brilliant ex- ex- escapades. And uh, it gets great. It gets brilliant. And there's, I remember it was one scene and it was around Christmas time on film four where the ads are like a fuck i swear to god when you used to watch a movie on i sound like such a fucking old person right now but if you used to watch a movie on film four three two three is the number for you upc users or virgin media as they call it now the ads were almost as long as the fucking movie. They were so long. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm talking about it was Christmas time and my mum had gone out to, I don't know, say hello to her sister or her mom. And I was like, that's grand. I was like, oh, dad's run the show tonight. My dad being, you know, completely oblivious of what we were like capable and uncapable of to take into the mind. So he put on the trading places, which he loved. I was like, oh, this is a great movie, you should watch this. When we were like 10, me and my brothers were like, my brothers were younger, but I was like 10. And we watched it, and the amount of fucking nudity in the movie would drive you around the twist. And I was like, whoa, whoa. I was almost, you know, put, put like putting the newspaper over my head. I was like, oh God, this, this shouldn't be. And my dad was like, oh, I'm not bothered to get out of the fucking couch or like get the remote to change the channel. I was like, oh, fuck's sake, like, and uh, as the movie went on, there's quite a bit of nudity in it, and Jamie Lee Curtis is involved, and she's a woman of the night, and she's used to incriminate Dan Aykroyd even further to make sure that he isn't rehired by a better firm, 
and he ends up staying with her and fucking she bears all in that movie she bears all besides the uh, uh, south of the equator and I was like oh jeez a bonjour Miss Jamie Lee and I was watching this movie and I was thinking this is fucking great and then I watched Coming to America and I was like this is great and then I watched it like five years later as a 15 year old I was like this is not great this is actually quite racist, if you don't mind me saying. But it was great because it was run by, you know, it had uh, Arsenio Hall as Eddie Murphy's left-hand man and uh, James Earl Jones as the king. How James Earl Jones, you know, signed the contract. He must have been paid a fucking shed load of money to jump on this project because, I don't know, maybe it was the time of, like, the early 90s or was, maybe it was, like, mid-80s that the movies were made. And uh, I was like, geez, that, like, that couldn't be made at all. And there was a quite, a, quite a bit of nudity in that one as well. Uh, but I'd had my fair share by that by the time I uh, looked at Coming to America. And it was fucking great where they work in McDonald's and he's a, you know, courting the young one. And there's actually a little bit of, a, I would say, pre-Marvel uh, universe linkage where the two people that... Uh, you know bet money the the rich old men that uh bet that Aykroyd and um eddie murphy couldn't switch places were actually in uh coming to america and they're homeless because they lost all their money uh spoilers alert or uh, spoilers that they lose all their money in um uh coming to or no uh, trading places trading places excuse me and I was watching this movie, I was like, this is wrong, this is a bit... And I watched it, like, when I was 17, when I'm an idiot. Still an idiot, but I was an idiot back then. I was like, this is a little bit racist for the time. And I look at my phone when I'm just trying to watch, you know, Forged in Flames, which knife can cut harder on the History Channel updates. Uh, I see an ad on YouTube that's... Uh, Trading Places is getting a sequel on Amazon Prime. I was like, that is not the property that you want to invest in, my guy, for that fucking movie. And uh, it's coming. It's definitely coming. And it has, I assume it's going to be dialed back, like, from a nine to a three. I'm sure there's going to be a few spotty jokes. And the original had quite a few Eddie Murphys playing Eddie Murphys. And there was even a case where Eddie Murphy played a... uh, a white guy and it was hilarious but uh, I, I just I don't see a future happening for this movie I don't think it'll be watched on Amazon Prime I think it'll be fucking terrible but I was thinking like if Eddie Murphy was running the game when he was in his mid 20s he had the comedy game under his thumb by the time he went to his 30s he had boomerang trading places all sort of fucking place uh, shows and or not shows movies he was a movie star and maybe he just didn't translate well to the 90s but he made some fucking stuff inkers to try and get some money in the pocket when it came to the 2000s and the 90s and uh i was like this guy was like the top of the pops he was the top of the pops back in the day like somebody like that doesn't just fall away and he made a movie on netflix called uh i think it was like call me dolomite or or maybe it was just called dolomite about this kind of comedy act that was a that sold stand-up records and stuff like that and he was making a movie and it was great and um 
Did he even earn them a Golden Globe nomination? I was like, fucking... This was in 2018. I was like, fucking Eddie Murphy's back, man. He's coming back. He's going to be making waves. He's doing this shit. And I watched his Comedians and Cars thing with Jerry Seinfeld. I what's to deal with all these children being uh, uh, younger when you have to pick up your girlfriend when she's at home? That was my terrible Jerry Seinfeld impression. Uh, if, if you don't get that joke, I'll give you context. Apparently, Jerry Seinfeld, back in the day, dated a, a young lady that was uh, 18. That was just 18, and he was like 35. And uh, apparently people in LA, comics to be specific, took it way too far on the jokes they were making. But anyways, I saw Eddie Murphy in the Comedians and Cars. I was like, Ugh, I don't, uh, something's gone wrong with him. And he's had he's had multiple relationships with women. And I was like, oh, the old Eddie Murphy hasn't really gone far. But uh, he has, and he's probably living life, living lavishly in his mansion. But I'm like, fucking get him. You know, Netflix, throw him a bone with a comedy special. If you throw the right amount of money at him, I'm sure he'll be able to bring back the comedy. I'm sure he'll be able to bring back the comedy. Um, You wouldn't think I'm a few drinks in. Quite a few drinks in, if I'm honest. Quit. Uh, quit quick substitute uh for content right now the put an h podcast a diehard simpsons podcast will be coming to the show next week uh i talked to terry and andy two fellas that are great great simpsons uh fans uh irish podcast i can't wait for it um i honestly it's the biggest guest i've had on the show for a very long time and then later on we'll be having even bigger guests i hope to bring on even more podcast hosts and stuff like that to uh just kind of chat shite i and they were very nice they were saying listen we'll jump on the show absolutely no problem we're just going to talk shite and there will be some absolute shite being talked waiting on to it but that isn't an advertising uh, advertisement for that podcast this is the current podcast so i'll get back to it so eddie murphy's grand um but during all of this lockdown business and apparently you know april 12th you know cross county border will be okay i fucking think you know just get the vaccines from the brits if i'm honest just you know listen we'll settle aside you give us the vaccines you won't blow up any more of your royal family and that's a whole different kettle of fish whole different kettle of fish if and i'll fuck it i'll get onto it now well this should not be the fucking um content i will be producing while i have a few drinks in quite a few drinks in i think it's like four fat frogs a uh, whole eight pack again or uh, heineken and uh, a few cocktails as well so i'm fairly honest but when it came to the Meghan markle business when it came to the Meghan markle business i thought that it was a bit ignorant of her to think that the british fam royal family that is to not be racist was she not did she not meet these people before she uh married her husband they are historically racist there's pictures of prince harry's father prince philip i want to say prince philip on the 
chair on the chair being dragged around by um native african people around the fucking place i was like did you really not do your homework before you started taking this test my girl like like what's the story and she obviously didn't and you know when they were asked it was like listen you know how dark how dark do you think uh, archie will be because archie isn't really a uh, black name and i think if they said that i wouldn't be surprised because they probably have a ton of press people that are like listen I got another name of your, you know, how black do you think the child will be? And I think that's a terrible thing to say. Let me preface that now, even in my drunken state. That is not an okay thing to say. But how surprised were you that the fucking royals said it? Like, they're absolutely insane. These people go around parading over like they've still conquered the world they're the most ignorant people around and then there's the whole thing about Piers Morgan dropping out that he's not liking it very much that he's not a big fan of that and he's walked off today and stuff like that and I won't lie I don't really know much about Piers Morgan I don't know fucking anything about him and what's annoyed me more about this is that people have invested a lot of Irish people have invested in this idea. That like, I can't believe the royals said that. It's like, you haven't given a flying, fiddling fuck what any of these royals have said before now. And it shows now. And in all fairness, they deserve quite a bit of, like, hate now. But, but, it shows how easily and how bandwagony are, you know, our life is nowadays like on social media and stuff i see fucking some fucking fantastic memes about prince philip coming out of hospital if he'd shoot on a tank fastic he'd fucking fizz him to death i don't deny that it's hilarious the man is a walking zombie my grandmother looked better when she passed away god rest her soul when she was 101 the cunt hasn't even reached 100 yet and he looks like he's being kept up by iron man's fucking cell core in his stomach and the, the the bags under his eyes i swear to god it seems a little bit odd that it, as soon as all of this comes out that his grandfather goes into hospital just let him pass away man he just he doesn't look good and now i won't lie the queen's looking fantastic god love her the queen's looking great as long i know fucking say that all day long if they throw a few vaccines our way i'm getting political in all this throw a few vaccines our way we won't be bad to you. We'll say, ah, geez, you're all right. And I think you can bridge a few things. I think you can maybe build a few bridges and stuff like that. And uh, besides that, I think it's a little... My end note on it is that I think Megan was a little bit, you know, whatever about the suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. That's not good. Obviously, that's not good. You don't want any of that. But she also said that, oh, listen, the Queen herself, Lizzie... She wasn't bad to her. I was like, yeah, all right, fair enough. I don't think she has the energy to be bad to anybody anymore. I think she's accepted her ways. And this whole theory that, like, it's a ploy to distract from Prince Andrew, I don't think it's a thing at all. I think it's actually worse now that you're bringing up that theory, and it's uh, it's very bad. Now, I won't get into that too much, because that's for a much sober day. Now, folks, I hate to bring in another advertisement for a future podcast but i'll end it this way i'll end it this way we're 21 22 minutes in no editing it's all fucking raw tony cantwell uh thing there i'm actually meeting his brother tomorrow but anyways 
all I'm saying is that if you stuck with the fucking podcast to this point, 29, 30 episodes in, I fucking love you. You're absolutely salt of the earth and I really do appreciate it. Now we have the Put an H podcast visiting us uh, tomorrow. So it'll be out next week on the the 8th of April or something around that. I'm probably wrong with that. And later on in April we will have Gordo from the Conspiracy Guys podcast. A huge, excuse me again, a huge podcast that is covering true crime that's coming covering conspiracies excuse me again all sorts of things i can't wait to get him on i can't wait to pick his brain and maybe we'll go through a few tinfoil hat conspiracies myself i'm a little bit fond of the old the old conspiracy uh, theory i like to jump on the snowball and make it even bigger um but we'll get to that when we get to that and um yeah listen there's not much i can say else uh I hope you're all doing fantastically and at this point I know a few episodes when it was around the tens and the single digit episodes I was like listen I'm not a big fan of people going out and I wasn't a big fan of people going out and having a few drinks I wasn't because I feel like people's boiling point was much higher than that but now at this point I feel like everybody's boiling point has been matched I feel like everybody's boiling point has been matched and even me, the most uh, humble, the most law-abiding of citizens, I said, listen, I want to meet out with one or two friends. I want to have a drink. I want to just say hello to them. And um, I don't know how socialising will go on. I don't know. Like, you have your tight-knit friends and you'll hug and kiss and you'll love all of them. But then there's, like, the third-party friends where you know them, but you're not really that comfortable with them before all this. And then I think you'll just kind of fizzle out that you won't really like them anymore is that a bad thing to say i don't really think so but my goal and my message as i leave you is is that stay tuned spread the podcast around because we love you i love you you're great and the second one is that there will be some big things happening in the very near distant future so i hope you stick in love you all bye 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 now good night Love you.